0: What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is February 10th, 2022, and if you don't know what that means, that means today is NBA trade deadline day. It is currently 5.30 p.m. Central Time. That means that NBA trade deadline has come and gone once again. We had an amazing day of trades, we had an amazing amazing Woj bombs. I mean, the league is just completely different than it was just a couple of days ago. Um, mainly the East. Mainly the East. The East has a total new look. Depending on how you look at it, I truly don't think um, there were any huge difference makers in a sense of, you know, this is going to be the favorite to come out of the East. This is going to be the favorite coming out of the West. This person took a huge step back. This person is mid. You know, it, it was a very solid trade deadline all the way around. Very few teams reached. Very few teams imploded. Um, The Portland Trailblazers are a mess and are disrespectful, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But let's break down every single trade that's happened and transpired in the last few days. We're going to start off with the very first trade of the day. Um, That being on February 4th, the Portland Trailblazers traded (laughs) Norman Powell and Robert Covington for Eric Bledsoe, Justin Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second round pick via Detroit to Portland. Or to the Clippers, pardon me. Um, So the Clippers acquired Norman Powell and Robert Covington. And the Blazers got Eric Bledsoe, Justin Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a second-round pick. That trade, to me, in itself, um, it, it screams free game. It screams... Every single thing we expected Portland to be this season, and that was to just realize very, very close to where we are right now. You know, I expected it to be over a month ago, but Damian Lillard went down with the abdominal injury. Prayers up for Dame. Um, You know, it's a a situation, though, to where they they knew going into this season they weren't going to make any noise. They knew going into this season, um, you know, there was a very, very slim chance that they could land Ben Simmons without trading Damian Lillard. Uh, And the future, you know, so I think what it comes down to at the end of the day is just the fact that, you know, they were reaching for what their expectations were. I've never understood Portland's expectations. They really just rely on Dame and his talent. Um, It reminds me a lot of Cleveland's first stint with LeBron. You know, the the GM and, and the ownership... They were just like, you know what? We'll just allow Bron to carry us. Uh, and, and as far as he can, he can. And if not, it's cool. That's really how I view the Portland Trailblazers. Now, not like the second stint with LeBron, because then, they, you know, they already brought in Kyrie. They traded for Kevin Love. They bring in Kyle Korver and many others to help LeBron and build a chemistry. Tristan Thompson, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, so you really do have to look at it like that. And you have to understand, you know, the regime needs to change in Portland, the entire fucking thing, the ownership, everything. I I think it's, it's a mess. Um, and we're going to continue to get into that because Portland did make a couple more moves and and we're going to continue to break that down. But for the Clippers, how do I feel about the Clippers when making this move? Um, obviously the winner of this trade to me is the Clippers by a mile. Norman Powell is solid for what he is. Um, Robert Covington. I think a lot of people sleep on Robert Covington. Um, Obviously, he's been declining in recent years, but you have to think of where he was in recent years. He was in Minnesota, Houston with that debacle, Um, and and then he went to Portland. So, you know, now that he's in LA, you know, the Clippers have a better record than the Lakers. They're fighting for a playoff spot. You know, Paul George will be back soon, and, and hopefully Kawhi Leonard comes back at some point. We'll see what happens with that. But a big part of it is, to me, you know, if Kawhi comes back, They win this by a mile because Norman Powell, Robert Covington, um, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Terrence Mann, the list goes on. You know, they are going to have a very good set of knit group to be able to be very playoff experience and and to be very formidable when it comes down to that. So I'm excited to see what that means for the Clippers, Uh, whether or not Kawhi comes back. I have no idea. Um, That's a story for another day following the ACL tear last season against the Dallas Mavericks. In the, in the playoffs, in the, I believe it was the Western Conference Finals. If I'm not miss, no, it was it was not the Western Conference Finals. But um, it was I think it was a divisional round. But with that being said, though, again, we'll just have to see what happens. But as of right now, I would definitely, definitely say that they won this trade uh, by a mile. Now the next trade the. Cleveland Cavaliers on February 7th. This is where shit heats up. Acquired Karis LeVert and a 2022 second round pick via Miami for Ricky Rubio going to the Pacers, a 2022 first round pick lottery protected, a 2022 second round pick via Houston and a 2022 second round pick via Utah going to uh the Indiana Pacers. That's a big move. That's a big move. I feel like one, first of all, let's let's get it out here. Let's be real. Ricky Rubio is not coming back this season. He tore his ACL at the beginning of the season. It's not happening. He's having a great season. I had him in fantasy basketball. He was a fucking bucket, making me look like a genius. Um, And then that fucking happened. So prayers out to Ricky Rubio. I'm hoping his recovery is speedy and and very, very uh, healthy for him. You know, because he's a great guy. Great player. Great asset. Um... But acquiring Karis Lavert for slim to nothing, basically a pick, you know, that if it's if it's not, you know, in the lottery, that it's pretty much useless for what the Cavs are trying to do right now, and you know, a, a bunch of second-round picks that weren't even theirs to begin with, for Ricky Rubio, who has a torn ACL in his thirties, like that's that's a steal for Karis Levert. Karis Lavert's market dropped by a million, and I don't understand why. Um, and we're going to get into Indiana in a little bit, but Cleveland won this trade by a mile, by a country mile. What they're doing right now after rebuilding, after you know Kyrie and LeBron and everybody else left, Kevin Love is back and he is hooping, ladies and gentlemen. He is on a tear. Um, and I'm loving every single second of it. So shout out to Kevin Love for re-emerging as that guy and not leaving Cleveland and not forcing a buyout or not forcing a trade. He truly did stick with these guys. Darius Garland and Rojan Rondo, their connection, they're building very quickly. You know, Rondo's really taking him under his wing. You have other guys like Jared Allen, 20, 29 points, 22 rebounds, and, and in 29 minutes, that's who he is. You know, you got Kuro, you got um, Isaac Akuro, that is. Um, you know, you got a bunch of other guys, Evan Mobley, Market, and the list goes on and on great players. And if Colin Sexton was healthy and he didn't tear his meniscus, I mean, who knows what we're talking about right now. So, I mean, I think adding Karis Levert truly does make them a good contender in the East. They're already top five, uh, without a solid backcourt. Now to, 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 establish that with Garland, I'm really excited about it. And and obviously, you know, Indiana's rebuilding, they're in a rebuild mode. And we're going to get into a couple of the trades they made after this. Um, but it, without a doubt, Cleveland won this, and I think they make serious threats to be in the Eastern Conference Finals if, if they continue to do this. I mean, they're being coached very well, um, very well, exceeding expectations. Nobody thought that Cleveland was going to be as deep as they were um, going into this season. Maybe a play-in at best. I didn't hear a single soul saying they were going to be top eight. Nonetheless, playing. Um, so I, Cleveland's just killing it right now. Cleveland is without a doubt killing it. Now, next up, we're going back to Portland. February 8th, the Portland Trail Blazers make a trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to need you to buckle up for this one. And and I'm not trying to sound corny. I just need this to make fucking sense. The Portland Trail Blazers are trading C.J. McCullum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell for Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Thomas Sanorasky, D.D. Luizada, a 2022 first-round pick protected, first round pick, pardon me, protected, a 2026 second round pick, um, and a 2027 second round pick. Why? I just, I get it from New Orleans perspective, if Zion Williamson at any point in the season can come back healthy, or even going in the next year, you have Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and then you have CJ McCollum, which honestly isn't too far off from when they had True Holiday, um, but that is what it is, and that's a conversation for a different day, but it, it, it comes down to it at the end of the day. <sighs> the Pelicans won this trade, but not by much, because I really don't see them doing anything anyways, um, unless Zion comes back, and but it, it comes down to it at the end of the day that why would Portland do this? Why would Portland do this? Because th- the biggest expectation is that they're going to do this, and they're going to trade Dame Fowler. Every single person that was on this roster with Damian Lillard, aside from Simmons and a couple other young guys, are gone. And and mind you, the Portland Trailblazers just beat the L.A. Lakers without Damian Lillard, without C.J. McCollum, without all those guys. They beat them last night by two. I believe it was 107 to 105. Uh, I understand Russell Westbrook didn't play, but they had 21 or 27 turnovers, the Lakers. That's a conversation for a different day. But Portland was playing out of their mind. And they're playing for something right now, and it's definitely not that ownership. They're playing for Dame, and, and that's just the, that's just the reality of the situation. Dame's not there, and and news flash: here's a breaking news. Damian Lillard was not moved at the NBA trade deadline. Spoiler alert! I'm very upset about it. I it just doesn't make sense to me, and, and a part of it, I'm upset with is Dame. I'm upset with Dame as well. Don't get it twisted because Dame had a shot to leave. Dame could have demanded a trade, but. You know, he wanted to stay here. Same thing with Bradley Beal. You know, Bradley Beal just had a season-ending injury um, with his knee. So prayers up for Bradley Beal. But um, it, it comes down to it at the end of the day that you guys want to be the heroes of these cities. But, you know, you can only, I think of it like this. You can only be loyal to a girl who remains loyal to you. If she's cheating on you or she's toxic or she's treating you the wrong way, you look like an idiot being loyal to that you got to be loyal to yourself before you're loyal to somebody else. And that's just the reality of the situation. They have put Dame up for nothing but failure the last 10 plus years. They have set him up for nothing but failure. And now to do this to him? You know, I I understood, you know, if you trade CJ and and try to get Ben Simmons, maybe, then maybe there's a conversation. Because you already got the other Simmons... You already got Ben Simmons, or you would have Ben Simmons. You have Dame, Damian Lillard. You have Nurkic. You have a bunch of guys. We can build around that. That'll attract some free agents. But now it's like you, you have nothing. You have nothing to even bargain. That's thats the reality of the situation. You have this lottery pick this year, but even then, we've seen what happens to Detroit and many other teams you know golden state gets the fucking number 2 overall pick and their record wasn't even close to being one of the worst in the league so that's to me like you know what i mean like that's you you have to understand that you know you could be as bad as you want to be but it's hard i mean the fact that they the, the detroit pistons got cade cunningham finally i was so happy for him because for years they weren't even they were fucking Seven, six through ten. And they were the worst team in the league. The lottery is not a guarantee. And I think they're really just banking on it being that. But as of right now, man, like that's free game, free game. It's just so sad. Uh, so obviously I think the Pelicans win this. Uh, it would be dope to see Zion come back at any point this year. I have no idea. You know, you got guys right now saying he's the biggest bust in NBA history, depending, you know, especially with the hype that was around him. Um, I could see the conversation. I could definitely see the conversation and why we're having it. But it's just crazy to me to think that, you know, we're at that point right now. And and it's such a young point in his career. But next up, same day, February 8th, the Indiana Pacers got busy, ladies and gentlemen. They got busy. The Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers have made a trade. The Pacers received Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson. The Kings get... Domas Sabonis, Justin Holliday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2023 second-round pick. I mean, the Pacers win this one easily to me. And there's a lot of reasons for that, and we're going to get into it in a little bit because the Kings did make more moves. Um, But a big one to me is, is I just don't get it. I just don't get it from their perspective. You know, Tyrese was one of those guys that truly wanted to make this rebuild work and truly wanted everything to be perfect. Um, he wanted to, to be a big part of what made this team great. People don't also realize Buddy Heald is 29 years old, turning 30. Uh, a lot of people think he's 24. He hasn't been in the league that long, but I believe he stayed in college for like four to five years. So that's why he is older. Um, but you know, that, and that makes sense, but it comes down to it at the end of the day. Like what the fuck are we talking about? Why, why did you need Sabonis? It doesn't make sense. Tabonis is on a on a very expensive deal at the age of 25, and that's perfectly fine. A lot of people think he peaked. I think he still could, you know, exceed a little bit more. I'm not sure if he'll ever be an MVP, um, but I definitely do think, you know, he could get better. You know what I mean? So, especially now in, in Sacramento, his, his numbers could double. Who fucking knows? Uh, you know, he was working with Karras and Miles and, and so many others on that team. Brogdon, now it's just kind of him. So, so we'll see. What, and De'Aaron Fox, of course. But we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I just – I don't get it from the Kings' perspective. So, obviously, I think Indiana won this trade. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald. I expected them to move Buddy Heald at the deadline again, uh, you know, whether it be today or or yesterday on the 9th. But they didn't. They're keeping Buddy um, probably just to, you know, get some veteran leadership in there and, and continue to see what they can do with him. Um, but with that being said, you know, I, I think it's a great move for Indiana. I truly do. Now, do do I agree Um, you know, for what they got back and Halliburton and Buddy Heald and Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, who gives a fuck, um, you know, and, and Buddy Heald. I I love Buddy. He's great. But it comes down to to where he's not going to be a part of your future, most likely. Um, not, that's not me shitting on Buddy. That's just the reality of the situation. But, you know, this is a full blown rebuild. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But Tyrese Halliburton is a great step in the right direction, especially after losing a guy like Karis LeVert. Uh, I'm surprised Miles Turner wasn't traded. I'm surprised Malcolm Brogdon wasn't traded. Uh, I think a big part of why Miles wasn't traded, though, is because of his foot injury. Um, so that, that, that makes sense. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm really excited to see what happens with this. Because Miles even made it clear he was not happy with his role on this team. He wanted to be number one, number two option. And now he might get that shot. So we'll see what happens with that when he's fully healthy. Uh, can he live up to that expectation? Can he talk to talk? You know, or just walk the walk? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but next up, we got another great trade: the Thunder and the Heat make a trade. Um, very quiet. The, the Heat get a twenty twenty six second round pick, and the Thunder get KZ Okupala. Um, You know, an additional agreement. The twenty twenty three first round pick already owned to the Oklahoma city thunder, uh, from Miami has been attended, uh, amended, pardon me to a 2025 first round pick one, the 14 protected. And if not conveyed, uh, to a 2026 unprotected pick. So whole lot of words, whole lot of bullshit. Pretty much this trade was nothing and it is nothing. And, and that's just the reality of the situation. Keezy Okapala, uh, great player, but it is not a real difference maker. Um, That's not really anything that happened on February 9th. But with that being said, we're going to continue to talk. Now, here's where shit is just fucking stupid. Portland, again, you're back. You thought I was done talking about you. We're still talking about you. The Jazz acquire Alexander Walker in a three-team deal on February 9th. The Jazz get Nikhil Alexander Walker via Portland. Um... And and I butcher his name all the time. Juancho Herman Gomez from uh, San, San Antonio, pardon me, also goes to the Utah Jazz. Now, the Blazers get Joe Ingles, who just tore his ACL and, and is 34 years old, um, from Utah. Elijah Hughes, shout out to Elijah Hughes, a very young piece, great player, great guy, um, via Utah. And a second-round pick via Utah. Now the Spurs get Thomas Saraski via Portland and a second round pick via Utah. Mm, that I what the fuck I don't even know. Like that's just that's just something that happened. I don't understand why it happened. I think um, the Joe Ingles shit is stupid. The the Elijah Hughes. Am I being biased because his last name is Hughes? But I didn't even know there was a Hughes in the NBA prior to that. Uh, so I guess we'll have to see how this kid develops and, and and what you know he can make a run at in Portland. He's only 23 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see what happens. Um, but as of right now, like this trade to me was just like, why, why even do it? Alexander Walker was a big part of why I, I was kind of like not completely shitting on the whole CJ trade, uh, and he just threw that away for Joe Ingles and and Elijah Hughes. Um, so Elijah has a lot a lot of room to work with. So. You got, you got a lot of shoes to fill, and that's that's not me, you know, saying, shitting on Elijah. That's just me saying, you know, Alexander Walker was a sure fit to a young stud, um, and now you got a question mark in what this kid's going to be. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited for it. Definitely going to get an Elijah Hughes jersey at some point in time because I got to rep my guy. Um, that's our last name, Mike Hughes, baby. But um, it, it's something to, you know, I just I just didn't get this trade. It makes zero fucking sense to me to why this is even a thing. Um, next up, another trade that doesn't make any fucking sense, and it was the first one of today. The Magic Land, Bobo. <laughs> the Magic get Bow from Boston, PJ Dozier from Boston, a future second-round pick via Boston, and cast considerations from Boston. And the Celtics get a 2023 second-round pick via Orlando. I guess. I mean, they have Wendell Carter Jr., they have Mo Bamba, now they have Bow. Just a whole lot of bullshit, to be honest. They have a bunch of guards. What they need is forwards. Like, that's just the reality situation. You have Cole Anthony, you have Markel Fultz, you have a bunch of other guys. You don't need bigs and you don't fucking need guards. Like that's that's the reality of the situation. Um, PJ Dozier is one of those guys where it's like, you know, it is what it is. He's averaging five points right now and, and he's a guard slash forward. So I guess it depends how you look at it. He's only 25. He's 6'6". Um, so, so that's something to where it's like, okay, I get where they're coming from. Um, but I just don't get it. I just don't get it at all. Um, next up, we got the Raptors trade Drogic to the Spurs, which was beautiful. Uh, Thaddeus Young is going to the Raptors, and Drew Ubanks is going to the Raptors, and a 2022 second-round pick via San Antonio, and the Spurs get Gordon Drogic and a 2022 first-round pick via Toronto. Um, this trade is a question mark. I didn't really get it, why they need Thaddeus Young. Now, I love Thaddeus. You know I love Thaddeus Johnson, and honestly, I was hoping that the Bulls could buy out that Thaddeus Johnson, or if Thaddeus Young bought himself out, we could pick him up in free agency. Um, You know, there's a lot to be said about that, and I'm really excited to see what happens moving forward um, when it comes down to that. But I, I was very confused by this trade. I don't really understand it, especially San Antonio. You know, the position that they're in right now. You know, you you got you got you know Derek White. You got a bunch of other individuals, and we're gonna get into Derek White in just a little bit. Um, but it it just came down to it. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Some of these trades just fucking baffle me, and and I think it it baffled everybody, but, you know, it's one of those trades where it's like it is what it is. I feel like, you know, obviously Thaddeus Young is going to be able to mentor a lot of young guys like Baines and so on and so forth, Um, but, man, like, I, it it just, I feel like it didn't need to happen, Uh, and now we're hearing that, you know, Gordon... Might buy himself out, so I they obviously did it for the pick, but why? I just whatever it is, what it is. But on to the next trade, and we have a few more trades to go around the horn. Um, you know, and these are the big ones, these are the bigger names. I know you guys have been patiently waiting, so I truly do apologize. We are going to leave the best for last, so if you want to skip to that, definitely probably skip. Uh, five to ten minutes ahead and see where we're at. But, you know, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to stick with uh, the Spurs right now. They traded Derek White to the Celtics for Josh Richardson. Um, That's a steal. That's a steal to the Celtics, for, in my opinion. Um, You know, right now, how I truly look at it, it's a situation to where they just need a true point guard who just, you know, facilitates the floor and can be that floor general and be that leader that Jalen Brown... And Jason Tatum desperately need, and they do not have that in Dennis Schroeder. And following that, we're going to move up. Dennis Schroeder has been traded to the Rockets for Daniel Tice, a former Chicago Bull. I love Daniel Tice. He was one of those guys I thought the Bulls might want to, you know, take a look at as well. Um, But, you know, now Derek is, you know, it's clear cut. He is going to be the point guard moving forward for them. Uh, So that's really exciting. I think the Celtics made a big move with that. Um, They were kind of tweaking on the bull bull trades and everything else to kind of being quiet. Um, But this is kind of the best way I think they could have did it possibly, Um, you know, getting back into the playoff picture in a legitimate conversation. I think the second half could look really good for them if Derek White continues to flourish. Uh, Brown and Tatum just have to stay healthy and, and we'll see what goes on from there and transpires and especially adding Daniel Tice that big man that they desperately need desperately need it's not even funny. Um, next up though we're going to talk about again the Suns attire, acquire Tory Craig from the Pacers for a pick. Um, I believe it was a second round pick or a first round pick something stupid but it, it, it comes down to it at the end of the day. Um, You know, I think that's a good move for the Suns. They didn't force anything. They didn't, you know, force Cam Johnson out for Sabonis like everyone thought they were. Um, You know, it's something to where they they believe in what they're doing and they stayed pat. And they just brought in one guy that they think, you know, to contest the waters, he knows his role. Um, So, yeah, Torrey Craig, I think that's a great move. Now, here's where things get interesting. The Hornets acquire Montrose Harrell from the Wizards. That, to me, is one of the biggest moves in the night. Um, and, and that's just because LaMelo Ball desperately needs a big man, desperately. Cody Zeller, I love me some Cody Zeller, but, you know, you got a guy in, in Montreal who can play the four, play the five, that three and D type guy. I truly do believe that this is going to be great for them. Um, I great for LaMelo, who's now an all-star, baby. LaMelo Ball, the all-star. Um, sure, it's injury reserved. I don't give a fuck. He's a fucking all-star. So I'm really excited about that. And we're going to stay on top of the Wizards. The Wizards acquire Christoph's Porzingis for Spencer, Denwitty, and Bertans. I don't know what to make of this. I think a second-round pick was included as well. But Christoph Porzingis to the Wizards would be a lot better of a move if Bradley Beal wasn't out for the remainder of the season. So now it's really just Christoph's Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, and that's 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 really it, um, you know. Denny Abdija obviously is going to take a huge step back now. Um, so I'm really curious to see like how that all pans out. Do they not believe in Denny anymore? What's going on with that? Um, it, it's really interesting to me. It's really interesting to see how. It just didn't like from the Mavericks perspective, I think it was great. Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka Doncic, I'm really excited about. Even Bertans. Uh, I think I think it's a great move. Personally, I wanted Drogic to be on the Mavs, not so much Dinwiddie. Uh, because I know Dinwiddie kind of was having his issues with the locker room in, in Washington and Luca has been one of those guys who people say you might have issues with Luca and how he works and his work ethic. Uh not that it's not that it's not existent, you know, he has a great work ethic. It's just the way he goes about things, he's very about himself. Uh, that's that's just the rumor mill going around. So I don't know if there's any validity to that. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if there's accuracy to it, um, but it, it comes down to it to where, you know, two guys like that, It's I'm very curious to see how that works out. Now, the trade of the day, ladies and gentlemen, the trade of the day. I'm so excited about it. We're so excited to just kick it off. Um, James Harden, James motherfucking Harden was afraid this morning to officially request a trade because he was worried about the backlash that was going to come with it. Um, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I, I hated that. Um, it, it comes down to it at the end of the day that the guy wanted out. And we all knew he wanted out. And, you know, Daryl Morey and everybody else in that 76ers organization that once worked with James Harden wanted James. James wanted them. and And, and we knew that from the start. Ben Simmons wasn't going there at all. Now, yesterday... What I'm hearing is that the 76ers were not budging about Maxi or Thibel. They were not giving up either. And they told them that straight up. You know, like, we're being real here. We don't want to give up our young pieces. We don't have that many picks in the future um, that are credible. And, and we're going to be able to get a top pick like that. So we're not willing to give them up. Now, the trade in itself, the 76ers acquired James Harden and Paul Millsap from the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, the Nets will get the Sixers' unprotected 2022 first-round pick and a protected 2027 first-round pick, which (laughs) fucking baffles me to why they even wanted the 2077. But I guess, you know, it could be a great pick from now. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, KD might leave. Kyrie might leave. He has a player option at the end of the year. Uh, You know, who knows if KD will even be in the league by 2027. Uh, That's not a shot at KD. That's just he's already in his 30s. 2027 is five plus years away. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, He's got his rings. We'll see what happens. But it comes down to it. I think it's a great trade all around. And honestly, the 76ers won it by a mile, in my opinion. You know, I, I think right now Kyrie Irving, you know, obviously still can't play in L.A., still can't play home games. Uh, You know, he's on the COVID thing because he's not vaccinated. It's a state law in California and New York um, that you need to be vaccinated in order to play. So it's very strange. It's very strange. Now, the starting lineups look great. They look beautiful. I mean, check out the Brooklyn Nets starting lineup, if not in California. Or New York. You have Kyrie Irving at the point. Seth Curry is your two. Kevin Durant is your three. Ben Simmons is your four. And LaMarcus Aldridge is your five. Andre Drummond and company coming off bench. Joe Harris will be back eventually. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think this is a great trade for the Nets. This is the best trade they were going to get for James Harden. Uh, But it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy to me. Before we even get into the Simmons stuff, this was supposed to be one of the best big threes ever assembled. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. In two years, they played a total of 16 games together. Zero finals appearances. Zero championships. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, zero division wins. Like, it it, it comes down to it at the end of the day. It's just like, wow. Like, this was the worst big three ever. That's point blank, period. Period. And you can't tell me otherwise, because when you look at the validity of, of what a big three was, and, and people, people say it all the time, no, the worst big three was KD, Russ, and, and Harden. No, it wasn't, because James Harden wasn't who he is now. They still made it to the finals, they, even though they lost. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they were just short-lived because James Harden got traded. The, the, the difference now is we know who Kevin Durant is. He's an MVP. He's a two-time champ. You know who James Harden is. He's an MVP. You know what I mean? He's been the leader of teams. He's one of the best scorers in the league. Kyrie Irving has the best handles in the league. You know what I mean? He's a two-time champ. We know what you can get out of... Or he's a one, one-time one champ. One-time champ, if I'm not mistaken. Pardon me. Um, but it, it's something to where you have to look at it like that and you have to understand, you know, you gave them every opportunity to be great. And either Kyrie Irving, you know, wasn't going with the vaccination shit James Harden either wasn't healthy, Kyrie either wasn't healthy, or KD wasn't healthy. And, and and when they were, you know what I mean? They were still getting bodied at times. They played zero defense. So bringing in Ben Simmons, I feel like, is going to be huge. Um, ben doesn't need to be that guy. And, and don't get it twisted. Ben Simmons could go into Brooklyn shooting threes, lights out, just to fucking spite Philly. He could. We've seen him do it in practice. We've seen the guy do it in shoot-arounds. He just doesn't do it in game. So... Knowing Ben, who hasn't played a single game or a single second all year, he might come out and just fucking start shooting the lights out. It might end up being the next LeBron James like everybody predicted. Who knows? But if he doesn't, it's cool because he can just be that 3 and D guy playing great defense, You know, facilitating the ball, getting KD the ball, getting Kyrie the ball, getting Seth and Joe Harris and everybody else the ball. I love that. Ben is in a perfect situation right now where he can just be Ben. And Joel Embiid is fucking hilarious. He said RIP Bozo in a tweet, um, you know, after the trade went down. So obviously talking about Ben Simmons, but Joel's fucking hilarious. Um, but the 76ers look a lot better as well. Don't count them out. I mean, right now you have James Harden at the one, Tyrese Maxey at the two. You have Danny Green at the three, Tobias Harris at the four, and Joel Embiid at the five. And then you still have a bunch of guys on that bench, um, you know, Max Muncie and, and so many others. They're looking good. They're looking good and they're looking ready. So to have James Harden and Joel Embiid on the same team, that's that's to me, you know, one of the biggest trades of the day. And and I think you have to look at it and, and, and treat it as such. Because at the end of the day right now, the Chicago Bulls stayed pat. And there's a rumors going around that... You know, whether it be Enes Cantor or Robin Lopez. And I'm praying to God the Chicago Bulls buy out Robin Lopez and bring him back to Chicago. Because number one, we know Benny the Bull misses him. I miss him. The fans miss him. The players miss him. But number two, we need another big man desperately. Uh, and, and I love the fact that Patrick Williams and Kobe White and Io DeSumo did not get traded at the deadline. You know, we didn't really have the picks in order to... We have the picks, but we, we don't want to get rid of them. Um, you know, so it comes down to that at the end of the day to where it's like, you know, we didn't force anything. We believe in the, in what we're building. We were great when everybody was healthy. Six to eight weeks is what everybody's been preaching. Now it's more like five to eight weeks. No, pardon me. Five to six weeks. Cause a few weeks have gone by since that we're going to get Lonzo ball back. We're going to get Alex Caruso back. Patrick Williams, Derek Jones jr. And, and many others, you know, hopefully Robin Lopez or someone like that. And, and then we're going to be able to make a real run. And we're going to be top of the East again, whether it be in standings or in the playoffs. I truly do believe that. Um, the Miami Heat didn't make many moves for the East. You know, they know, you know, Victor Oladipo is on his way. He's coming back soon. Right now, Patrick Williams is the same situation to where mid-March is probably the expectation. But we'll see how rehab goes. Um, but it, it comes down to it at the end of the day... You just gotta, you just gotta be ready. You just gotta be ready to go, and you gotta be ready to get there. The second these guys are back, and you gotta hope that they're ready, and they're not cold, and they're ready to go, and they're playing the best basketball that they can, the best version of basketball that they can. Uh, you know, the Bucks, they made a great trade. You know, they get Serge Ibaka. I mean, that's that's something. Right now, you look at the Bucks. You know, you got Bobby Portis. You know, uh, Brooke Lopez. And, and now you grab Sergi Baca to just play defense, and, and, and that's, that's solid for what it is. Sergi Baca understands he's going to average probably five points a game. Um, he's been doing that already, and, and it comes down to what you, know, what you really need from him. Um, so I'm really excited for what that means. And you know, right now, the way it looks, you know, we're talking about let, let's, let's go down the wire. Let's go down the wire and look at what these guys are. When fully healthy, the Chicago Bulls who were sitting atop of the East – potentially could bring in Robin Lopez or another big in a buyout. You know, you look at the Miami Heat getting back Victor Oladipo. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks adding another big in Sergi Ibaka. You know, you look at the Brooklyn Nets, they bring in Seth Curry and Ben Simmons. That's great. Then you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, they bring in James Harden and, 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 and Paul Millsap. That's great. Now, I personally would have wanted Patty Mills. Um, but I think if they wanted Patty Mills, they were probably gonna get, have to give up either uh, Thibel or, or Maxie in that deal. Because Patty's been hooping, Paul has not. But then um, you look at the Cavs. You know they bring in Karis Levert. They're doing great things. You look at the Hornets. Lamelo Ball now has Montrose Harrell, another big. Gordon Hayward and Kelly Uberay can all just focus on their thing, not having to get rebounds. You look at Trey Young. They're finding themselves. You know you look at the Knicks. They're not too far out of it. Now, you know, you get Derek White joining the Celtics. Can they make a run? Who knows? The East is deep. Christoph Porzingis is now in the East. What that does, I have no idea. Um, it's not really news. But, it, it, you know, it would be if Bradley Beal was here. Um, you know, I maybe. Even then, it's kind of like, eh. But I think at the end of the day, man, it was a great trade deadline all the way around. Uh, the Warriors stayed pat. The Suns pretty much stayed pat. The Lakers stayed pat. And a lot of people want to talk about the Lakers. Oh, well, they were expecting some crazy trade with the Knicks for Russell Westbrook. It wasn't going to happen. No one's moving that $44 million. The only person that's going to get out of that contract is Russ. And he's going to have to sacrifice $44 million on that player option at the end of the year. And I doubt he does. And it's a, it's a, There's a shot. There's a shot in the dark that he does. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, put all my eggs in one basket on that. Now, the only real trade that there was a possibility was Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for John Wall, according to multiple reports. That the Houston Rockets were the only ones that were interested in even having that conversation financially. Probably the only ones that could match any contract uh, with Russell Westbrook. But it, it comes down to it at the end of the day that you know it, it's just not going to happen. I don't know what Lakers fans thought was going to happen, uh, but that definitely isn't it. Now one thing I didn't think could potentially happen was maybe Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn for Buddy Heald on the Pacers you know what I mean if they flipped Buddy for two young assets and Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker but obviously LA is fearful that you know if Russ does leave or if Russ is bought out or traded or whatever happens and LeBron retires they don't have the picks they don't have any draft capital they just simply don't they just have Anthony Davis Malik Monk and that's I mean, come on, like, when you look at youthful guys, that's really it. Everyone else is Carmelo Anthony, you know what I mean? LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, all in their 30s. Um, so you've got to keep tailing. You've got to keep tailing because you already got rid of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Mon Harrell, um, you know Caldwell Pope, and, and so many others. Josh Hart, I mean, you, you moved the future that Magic built for AD and now for Russ. And now you're paying the consequences for it. Now, obviously, they got a championship out of it, so we're not going to sit here and act like the fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, they they made great moves. Um, but to me, at the, it, it just comes down to it to where it's like, I don't know why you guys expect this to be any different. But... With that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. Another amazing trade deadline has come and gone. The league is shaken up. It looks a little bit different. The East is a dogfight. Wait six to eight weeks to, for the Bulls to join the chat, and I can't wait to fucking see it. It's going to be beautiful. I'm still super excited. Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and DeMar DeRozan are still out there. Isle sumo pairs up for him in concussion protocol right now. That's our guy. Uh, we love him so much, and, and we just you know hope everything's speedy. And with that recovery, it's a very serious thing, a uh, head injury. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. And don't forget, not only can you check out my own merch on teespring.com, you can find type in Mike on the Mic podcast, and you'll find all my stuff there. T-shirts, hoodies, socks, pajamas, sweaters, sweatshirts, sweatpants. We got everything, AirPod cases, phone cases, bags, hoodies, everything beanies the list goes on and on but also thank you to our sponsor bench mob chicago if you don't know bench mob chicago they are the best the very best chicago bulls fan page on instagram facebook twitter so on and so forth you can find amazing merch from them at bench mob chicago you can definitely check it out on instagram i follow them mike on the mike podcast follows them follow us on facebook instagram twitter so on and so forth my at is mike.huggies H-U-G-G. I E S because everybody spells Hughes wrong. That's why it is the way it is. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, definitely check out Bench Mob Chicago. They do amazing things. Like Bench Mobber of the night. It's the Bench best ben- the best bench player on the Chicago Bulls that night. Uh, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, Ayo Desumu, Javante Green. Who knows who it's going to be next? I'm really excited for it. I love everything they're doing over there. They make amazing merch. Shy Slam and Jamma shirts. Um, wristbands, Javante Green wears them before every game. It's so exciting. I'm so excited to be able to be able to do a partnership with them. Um, And it truly speaks volumes. So to all my Bulls fans out there right now, worrying about everything, worrying about everything going on in the league, are we going to make the playoffs? Are we not going to make the playoffs? Everybody just be smooth, calm down, grab a drink. We're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. Everything's going to be okay. Six to eight weeks, we're going to be there. We're going to be in the conversation. Billy Donovan, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, I'm excited. Let's fucking do it. Let's go Bulls. See red. We're going to be back. So with that being said, again, this is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace. God bless. Stay safe and enjoy Super Bowl weekend, everybody.